Hi, I'm Danielle. And I'm Josie. And welcome to The White Mouse Society. Did you hear the music this week? I could. Yay! Yay! It was so good. I love that song. We've been listening to the Bob's Burgers soundtrack while we've been painting the house. Oh, it's so good. It is good. It puts you in a much better mood than you should be while painting. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, we need, we need good moods after oh. the shit that's happened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of the shit that's happened, I told you earlier, I put um, alcohol in my coffee and I needed it. I know, same. It's it's my day off, but I just feel like, holy crap, I don't want to handle any of this shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. So I guess we should just jump right into it. Yep, 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 yep. So I'll be covering the first half of this story. There was a rally in Charlottesville. And this is not the first rally to take place in this town. Um, On May 15th, white nationalist slash supremacist Richard Spencer led a protest in Charlottesville, Virginia against the actual Nazi Richard Spencer. (laughs) Actual Nazi. Uh, against the city's plans to remove a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee from a downtown park. The event involved protesters holding tiki torches, sounds familiar, uh, near the statue. That same night, a candlelit counterpart protest took place. Then, the Ku Ku Klux Klan held another rally in Charlottesville on June 8th. In opposition to the rally, the Charlottesville Clergy Collective created a safe space at First United Methodist Church, which was used by over 600 people. And then, again, on July 8th, another Ku Klux Klan rally was held in Charlottesville Jackson Park, later renamed Justice Park. About 50 Klan members and 1,000 counter-protesters gathered at a loud but nonviolent rally. The Klan members left the park around 55 or 45 minutes later. Then, while all that was happening, there was a plan by Jason Kessler. He put in a permit. Actual Nazi Jason Kessler. Yes. Uh, no, those are perfect uh it's it's just very very apt um he applied for a permit on may 30th so kind of like after the first rally but before the ku klux klan rallies he proposed the event was as a free speech rally in support of the lee monument the whole thing the city like turned down his permit um, the ACLU is representing the event's organizer, right-wing blogger, and actual Nazi Jason Kessler. The lawsuit was filed August 10th against the city of Charlottesville and city manager Maurice Jones. The suit claims that Kessler first amended the sorry that Kessler's first amendment and constitutional rights were violated because on August 7th the city officials initially initially tried to revoke his original event permit and then changed the location of the event. The city claimed that this was a result of the high number of expected attendees and not because of public pressure to stop the rally from taking place. Um, yeah. So <laughs> all of that happened. Um, If anyone is confused as to why the ACLU is representing a neo-Nazi, 
I have a link that I will be putting in the show description. It's very good for everybody to read. The ACLU has a long history of defending everyone's rights to free speech, even hate speech and awful people. Even though hate speech is not free speech. No, it is, really. actually. I mean, like, it, it, it's not like... It's not like, okay, so free speech is, um, okay, everybody is allowed their free speech, but you can't control how people react to it. Exactly. And hate speech always gets the negative reactions. As it should. Yes. But the whole reason that the ACLU defends hate speech is, it's it's, directly linked to, yeah, well, that too, but it's directly linked to Martin Luther King Jr. because uh, the, the state was trying to sue him and his protesters because they were talking negatively about white people. So they were trying to say that these people were saying like hate speech against white people. And that's when it was ruled that hate speech is still free speech. So unfortunately, you have to accept both sides of hate speech or what is considered by some people as hate speech. Anyway, it's a really good read. I didn't want to go into it because there's so much more that we have to go into. Um, so as it did with the Klan rally, the Charlottesville Police Department is was coordinating with Virginia State Police and um Albemarle County law enforcement agencies. The Virginia National Guard issued a statement saying that it was monitoring the situation and will rapidly respond and provide assistance to local law enforcement if needed to keep citizens safe. And it was. It was needed. Mm -hmm. Um, The protest, as I said, was originally scheduled to take place in the heart of the city at Emancipation Park, formerly known as Lee Park, where the city has ordered the removal of the Lee statue. Which is good. (laughs) Yes, very good, considering what it fucking represented. Um, I mean, Kentucky, following all of this, has ordered that all Confederate monuments around the courthouse are going to be moved. Oh, good. So... So we should, unfortunately, expect probably more rallies there. There's actually there. a lot of stuff happening in Kentucky right now um, involving, like, their Confederate monuments. But anyways, oh. continue. Yeah, so a Charlottesville judge ruled in May that the statue cannot be moved for six months. And the next scheduled hearing is on August 30th. So just a little bit from now. Um And though the city tried to move the protest, Jason Kessler stated that he has no plans on moving it. And as far as I know, it didn't happen. Like, it wasn't moved. Um, Counter-protests, just like all of the other ones, happened. This time by Antifa and other groups also gathered there. Um, Many from Unite the Right, which is the name of this stupid protest thing stated that they the antifa and the cops were actually the ones inciting violence um (laughs) i know i know it's so hard to say that um so antifa is short for anti-fascist the movement has such a long history that i really couldn't find like a good way of summing it up um, but they're just they're they're anti-fascist. Exactly. So the whole thing, <laughs> the movement, they are they are very much like on the left side, but it's I don't know. They're yeah, just, it, I, I'm. It's difficult. Antifa. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not anti-antifa. So, um, the the movement started as a reaction to the growing popularity of fascism in the early 1900s. And it's actually pretty difficult to say when the movement became known for being violent. And even though it's really not always violent, it's just a whole shit ton of people saying that it's violent now. Um, The thing is, is that, like, I don't really ever remember hearing about Antifa until Trump came into office. Exactly. And that's when, like, I really started to hear about it. Yeah. 
And that's just, I think it's because they were like, holy shit, this guy who's probably gonna be a fascist is in power. We need to step up our game. And it's just like everything I was looking at it, it goes from uh, like the earliest date I saw was like 1919 and in Europe, not just in Germany, but in Italy and I think two other countries. And it's just like if you want to jump into the history of anti-fascists, like it's a long one and it's an interesting one. And I'm just not against them. Like, and as James put it, while I was taking my notes, we can take a page out of their book and it's patriotic to punch Nazis. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, Jesus, like, up until, like, like two years ago, like, um, you, like, Nazis were a joke. And now it's like, oh, just kidding. We actually really have something to fear. Yep, 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 yep. I remember when people kept trying to compare Obama to Hitler because of fascism. And you're like, no, no, no. No, like, I, like, I honestly, um, I, like, made some references because there are some similarities to what happened there into things that did happen in Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. But I hate making those comparisons, as I've said before, because... We haven't committed genocide yet. Exactly. Yes. Um, Hopefully never, but that's not something that's happened. And so it's kind of, um, I can't remember what type of, it's a type of fallacy that I'm trying to think of. I don't know what it's, I know what you mean though. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Yay, it's straw man. I did it. So like (laughs) straw man's Hitler or straw man's fascist or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that makes sense. It's um, it is substituting a person's actual position or argument with a distorted, exaggerated, or misrepresented version of the position of the argument. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like so. strama, strawman so feminists and stuff like that. When you're just like, yeah, this sure. is why feminists are awful, and feminists are like, that's not what feminism is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just went over everything about that really quick because that's just, like, the beginning of it and how it was kind of planned and how shit happened before that. But uh, to lead into Danielle's part of the story, on August 11th, hundreds of white nationalists slash Nazis marched through the University of Virginia's campus while chanting things like, White la- white lives matter, and <laughs> you will not replace us, and Jews will not replace us, and oh sweetie, something about blood and soil. <sighs> um, the group was primarily white men, but we all need to remember that there were women there too, and like what was it, fifty four percent of white women voted for Trump. Ugh. So, you know, everything that's like all these horrible men, there were horrible women there, too. Um, They marched from the nameless field to the lawn, which is interesting. I mean, I don't know how the uh, university is laid out, but like just the nameless field to the lawn. It doesn't seem like a very interesting area. I don't know. That just that whole sentence made me laugh a little bit um one person was arrested and i think about 16 were injured was that one person jason kessler or was it somebody else no richard spencer was arrested oh nice so yeah that's that's uh august 11th which leads us into august 12th and a lot of a lot of shit went down yeah a lot more shit than leading up to it that's for sure oh um yeah, there's there's been some crazy stuff. Um August twelfth began with um there were pictures released of this black man being beat with all kinds of shit mm. by like a bunch of white guys in their polos and hard hats. Um the man who was beat is a twenty year old aspiring hip hop artist named Deandra Harris. Um, and it's, it's just, it's a horrifying photo. Um, mm, I've there seen it. is, 
Yeah, they were beating me with poles. I have eight steeples in my head, a broken wrist, and a chipped tooth. Um, him and about five friends were out protesting the, the. I don't really want to call it a rally. That's what they're trying to say. Just go ahead and call it a riot. It is a riot. <laughs> That's what um, it turned into, so you can call the whole thing a riot. It's true. Um, he said, we thought the racists left, but at one point they came back. Everyone is exchanging words with the group, but then the KKK and white supremacists just rushed us. <sighs> Stuff. Um, he does have a, a GoFundMe up, I believe, that I shared it on our Twitter. Awesome. Um, and stuff uh not long after um the rally the city park was dispersed and a car bearing ohio license plates i watched the video it was horrifying this gray sports like kind of the big muscle car comes barreling down the street and just plowed into a crowd near the city's downtown mall um and then the car like backed up and just drove backwards back up the street like, like it was very much planned just to hit people and then get the but, fuck but out that's all it was it was a it was a it, that was a terrorist attack absolutely um, it immediately made me think of the uh two different car attacks i think one was in london and one was in france right i think so yes yes yeah um, 32-year-old Heather Heyer was killed in the car crash. Um, her father, Mark, said she was always passionate about the beliefs she held. She had a bigger back backbone than I did, and I'm just proud of her for standing up for those who needed help. Um, another 19 people were in injured, 10 of whom were listed on Sunday in good condition by the University of Virginia Health System, and nine patients have been released so far. Um Two Virginia State Patrol troopers died when a helicopter crashed in a wooded area near Charlottesville after monitoring Saturday's events. Um, the pilot was Lieutenant H.J. Cullen, 48, and Trooper Burke, M.M. Bates, um, who would have turned 41 on Sunday. So no. there were there are people. There's there's people, um, which will lead into some stuff that happened later on. Um, so. The car accident that happened, um, witnesses said a gray sports car accelerated into a crowd of counter-demonstrators who were marching jubilantly near the mall after the white nationalists had left and hurled at least two people in the air. Um, it was just, it was just chaos. Um, yeah. the sounds that were happening, people screaming, it was not great. Um, the man has been found and has been charged but they haven't he, released his name, have they? No, they have. Um, oh. His name is James Alex Fields Jr. He was actually denied bail this morning. Fuck yeah. During his court appearance. Um, yeah, it was his Dodge Challenger. That's what it was. Trump was pretty quiet about the whole thing um, mm -hmm. for the most part. Uh, he was in Bridgewater, New Jersey doing a rally of some kind. Um, and he delivered a brief and uncomfortable address to reporters at his golf resort. There we go. Uh -huh. <laughs> of course. Minster, New Jersey. And he called for an end to the violence. Um, he said that there was hatred, bigotry, and violence that resulted in the death of one person on many sides. Like the, the hatred, bigotry, and violence was on many sides. Yeah, that's the, it was like, oh, no, no, they're, both sides are wrong because of violence. It's like, no, 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 no. There's a difference. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, this unite the right people are hateful and violent, and then the Antifa are like anti-hateful, but also violent. Uh, some of their things just don't cancel out to both of them being bad. Like a, it's true. It's true. Um, uh, like... You just can't say, like, oh, no, they're both wrong because they're both violent. It's like, no, you still have to look at, like, the actual foundations that each group is built on. One of them is not wrong. That's why I can't be like, oh, no, Antifa's bad. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Trump has been ripped for this. On many occasions, um, Senator Cory Gardner tweeted, Mr. President, we must call evil by its name. Mm -hmm. 
He oversees the National Republican Senatorial Committee. So kind of bad. Um, there were white, these were white supremacists and this was domestic terrorism. He added, uh, Mike Huckabee did not dispute Trump's comments directly, but he called the behavior of white nationalists in Charlottesville evil. Joe Biden tweeted out. There's only one side. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, Trump tweeted on Saturday, we must remember this, no matter our color, creed, religion, or political party, we are all Americans first. Mm, nope. That's not... Nope. No. <laughs> um, I did want to, I forgot to look that up, Bill Clinton actually had, like, a beautiful, um, like, it was a tweet, but um, regarding the Charlottesville, let me see if I can find it really fast. Yeah. Um, but on a more positive note, Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe um, stepped in, gave a very impassioned and beautiful, like, anti-hate speech. Um, he renewed his calls for white supremacists to leave the city. Um, he denounced the people who had come to the college town for the for the rally and um, saying they were not the patriots that they were making themselves out to be. Mm-hmm. I loved he reading said, his. Go. Oh, I was just gonna say I loved reading his. He was always like, "Yeah, sure, everybody has a right to free speech and their opinion. Here's mine. You guys are Nazis." <laughs> like he didn't straight up say that, but that was like the general gist of it. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude." Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I found Bill Clinton's speech re- tweet really fast. Okay. Um, even as we protect free speech and assembly, we must condemn hatred, violence, and white supremacy. Yep. Um, uh, Obama tweeted out um, a Nelson Mandela quote. Um, oh, I read that one. No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate, and if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Um, anyway, so uh, McAuliffe on Sunday um, said regarding like these these Nazis, they get out of bed every day to hate people and divide our country. Um, he told the demonstrators to go home on Saturday and uh, continued on with that same <laughs> sentiment on Sunday. Let's be honest, they need to leave America because they are not American. Right? Oh my God. I shared this one photo that I saw going around on Facebook. Um, how about I be prepared? It was, you don't get to both be a Nazi and a proud American. We literally had a war about this. The whole world was involved. (laughs) So true. Yeah. It's just like, no, guys, you can't, you can't say that you support white supremacy and Nazism and all of this other shit and be like, I'm a proud American. I was like... (laughs) Pretty sure Americans fought against that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, saw, like, some quotes from people who were, like, oh, like, this had to happen, like, because there's not very many um, World War II veterans still alive, and some people were making jokes about, like, oh, you had to wait until most of the World War II vets were dead for you to... Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> so you... Wouldn't get the shit from them. Um, <sighs> but yeah. Um, on Sunday afternoon as well, uh, Jared, Jason Kessler. I keep trying to call him Jared Kessler. And I, I know, me because too. Because of Jared Kushner. Uh-huh. Um, Jason Kessler, who um, started this, who organized this rally, um, uh, decided to have a little press conference on Sunday afternoon near City Hall in Charlottesville. Um, he was surrounded by cameras and very angry people. It was awesome. People mm-hmm. were chanting at him, making noises with drums and other instruments. People were sh- um, tell- like screaming out shame at him. They were saying, um, charge him with murder. You're wearing the wrong hood. <laughs> um, one guy, like got up into the mic and started say like started calling him a murderer and saying that he should be charged for murder 
I remember because I mean the the three deaths happened because of this nonsense. Yeah, and the, it's he incited the violence with this. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't have happened had you not sort of a thing. Exactly. Um, one man did push Kessler. A woman tackled him. Um, Kessler asked state troopers on the scene to help, and they eventually like escorted him off. They they <laughs> escorted him through like the middle of like all these bushes and stuff. And, like it was funny watching him trip over it. It's um, one of those like I know that this thing resulted in the death of two policemen, but please help me, policemen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, so. Uh, the state troopers say that the crowd got aggressive, but they no arrests were made at all. Mm. So, well, that's good. Yeah. Um, today, though, uh, Trump finally did make a re- like released a statement saying like condemning the white supremacist groups and hate groups. He actually uh, said Ku Klux Klan and Nazis. I, it's true. Um, he said, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the Ku Klux Klan, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. Um, Pretty sure he didn't write it, though. No, Probably not. Um, A White House official later elaborated on Trump's comments, indicating that the president was opposed to the hatred, bigotry, and violence from all sources and all sides. Okay, fuck that. You can't... That's like saying, like... That's like one of those, like, not-apology apologies. Right. There was violence between protesters and counter-protesters. And... That's not... The point. Nope. Nope. Um, Jeff Sessions defended Trump's response, telling ABC News that he explicitly condemned the kind of ideology behind these movements of Nazism, white supremacy, the Ku Klux Klan, and he's also a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. The attorney general further said that the attack met the definition of domestic terrorism. Um, oh, Finally. Mm-hmm. Finally, on Saturday night, Sessions announced that the Ju- Department of Justice was opening a federal inga- investigation into the incident. Yeah, but let's see if it goes anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. I mean, it's Sessions, as you said, white supremacist. Mm-hmm. I also saw lots of things like Trump. He was going to be pushed into actually finally saying that he's against the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. And I'm just going to say that because the full name is a little difficult for me to get out. Um, And Nazis, because there were things all over the Internet from actual other Nazis saying like, our Lord Trump, not that that's what they said, but like Trump didn't actually condemn us. He loves us. God bless him. And that was spreading all over the Internet. He was going to be forced to say it eventually. But as I kept reading on the Internet today, he's two days too late. Plus, I want a video. I want to see and hear the words come out of his mouth. Yes. Uh, really fast. I wanted to... Um... I found McAuliffe's, uh, like, more of his speech because I thought that it would be really nice mm-hmm. um, to kind of... Um, so, referring to the white supremacists, um, he said, I'll tell you this. You only made us stronger. You go home. You stay out of here because we are a commonwealth that stays together. What I'm asking you today is put the anger aside as I did when I got up that this morning. This was him talking to the congregation. Um, mm-hmm. Put it aside and let us use hope. Let us use today to reach out to our fellow citizens. Let us show these people that we are bigger than them. We are stronger than them. Yeah. So, yeah. This dude is rad. He is. I like him. But anyways... I guess that's that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there will be more to come about this. There will be this. more to come. Um, I I know I during the weekend I was trying to like tweet out and like retweet a lot of the things and ways that people can help. Mm-hmm. So we have that on our Twitter. Yes, absolutely. And it, there's so many people that are posting really good, helpful things out there. We'll try to retweet them and share them on our Facebook and 
all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so I guess we should lead into the other stuff that happened this week, this last <gasps> week. Guess what other stuff happened this last week? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much so that we actually can't include everything. <laughs> it's true. It's it's pretty intense. Um, so the Washington Post did a survey and they talked to like over a thousand people. I think they were supposed to all be Republicans and like 600 of them were like Trump supporters or something like that. There was just a lot going on. But more than half of Republican voters surveyed saying that they would be in favor of suspending the 2020 election if Donald Trump asked for more time to weed out illegal voters. 52% to be exact said this. Uh, The survey asked two questions about it. So first question was, if Donald Trump were to say that the 2020 presidential election should be postponed until the country can make sure that only eligible American citizens can vote, would you support or oppose postponing the election? And then the second question was, if both Donald Trump and Republicans in Congress were to say that the 2020 presidential election should be postponed until the country can make sure that only eligible American citizens can vote. Would you support or oppose postponing the election? Despite (laughs) all of the facts that are actually out there, 40% of Republicans surveyed also think that Trump actually won the popular vote. And I know. And an overwhelming 73% think that voter fraud happens somewhat or very often in the United States. Um, Another thing they found, a majority of 86% also believe that millions of illegal immigrants voted in 2016. So... That's not how it works. Nope guys nope so that's why every time we're like why is trump saying that he won like overwhelmingly obviously like he didn't win the popular vote by like three million votes there dude it's because there's so many republicans that are just like no yeah trump's right he won overwhelmingly and those three million votes were by illegal voters or something. I don't know. But it's a mess. It's a mess. It is a mess. Though no one in the administration has proposed such a move, the results show that more than half of Republicans are amenable to violations of democratic norms. The Washington Post makes a point to say, of course our survey is only measuring reactions to a hypothetical situation. Were Trump to seriously propose postponing the election, there would be a torrent of opposition, which would most likely include prominent Republicans. It's like, yeah, yeah. But guys, half of, more than half of the Republicans think that postponing the 2020 election would probably be a good idea if they needed more time to, what was it, weed out illegal voters. That's how fascism starts. Like, that's how one man stays in power for years beyond what they're supposed to in other countries because they postpone elections, which also leads to rigged elections, which is how fucking Russia has had Putin for how many years now? Mm-hmm. This isn't um, this isn't cool. <laughs> I like I tried to find some information on because these kind of postponing things happen in like the UK a lot. Oh yeah, uh, yeah because because um, they're. They're 
um, system is a little bit different than ours. Oh, it's a but, lot different. Yeah, they postpone like, well, and bring up new elections all of the time. Like, it's... It's, like, we need what Canada and the UK have. Like, if there's, if there's, for any reason, the government feels like the president isn't doing their job, they can, like, recall the president. That would be um, nice, except for the fact that they would have tried doing that when Obama was in office. It's true. Um, there has to be like enough. There has to be like a bunch of different things to do it. But mm-hmm. um, anyways, um, but I can't seem to find anything that would allow a postponing to actually happen in the U.S. Like, nope. I'm not sure if our government actually has anything like that in there. No, for um, for how it long it's been, they're just like, OK, so here are our rules. Whoever we vote in, unless we like we've set up a very weird system to impeach a president and the president can resign. And even if you impeach the president, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's forced to resign. But like we can do shit without him because he's been impeached. They don't actually have a system, like you said, for postponing elections. You can do early elections for things like if somebody resigns or dies or stuff like that. But they're just like, nope, every four years. Very set when it comes to the presidency. Yes. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. No, you're totally fine. But yeah. So anyways. Yeah. That's that. That's it's that. More just like, it's more just like, look how sad and dumb people are. Yeah. Yeah. This is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just hope that that survey doesn't lead to, you know, giving Trump an all like, hey guys, this survey said I could do this and people would support me. Yep. <sighs> all right. Um. So, on ridiculous, but I'm not really surprised news. Mm-hmm. Uh, twice a day since Trump's administration began, um, a special folder is prepared for him. Um, he gets the first one, in, um, around 9.30 a.m. He gets a follow-up at 4.30 p.m. Um, former Chief of Staff Rince Priebus and former Press Secretary Sean Spicer both wanted the privilege of delivering this packet. Oh, my God. Uh, 20 to 25 pages. Kiss ass. To Trump, personally. Um, this packet is not top secret intelligence it's not updates on legislative initiatives no this folder this packet is filled with screenshots of positive cable news um like the little the cheerins the little lower third headlines and crawls mm-hmm. uh, admiring tweets transcripts of fawning tv interviews praise-filled news stories, and sometimes just pictures of Trump on TV looking powerful. Oh, my God. I'm not surprised, like you said. Like, this this just follows through with a man who likes to be flattered and just constantly wants to hear good things about himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this packet is known as the propaganda document. <laughs> but um, it's propaganda directed at our president. Our president needs propaganda against about himself delivered to himself every day mm-hmm. um the process of assembling the folder begins at the rnc's war room which has expanded from four to ten people since the gop won the white house Holy uh, shit. a war room is often tasked with monitoring local and national news cable television social media digital media and print media to see how the party its candidates or their opponents are being perceived and um both parties have one of these like this is not anything new um but yeah Hmm. this is just (sighs) what kind of an adult (laughs) like what kind of adult needs a folder twice a day telling him good things about himself like this helps explain like some of the like weird random tweets he does out to like certain journalists and whatnot yeah it does um it makes so much sense and it also helps like explain those like all of his all of his tweet fake twitter followers too oh oh my god like they might be like they might be created to help add more positivity 
One day in the future, we're going to find out that uh, there was like a secret meeting in the White House that set up to pay people to create Twitter accounts that their job, instead of inciting fights with people, were like paid to retweet the president and say nice things about him. And they would get bonuses for if Trump saw, liked, or retweeted it. Oh, yeah. That was... Like, I mean, there was that one, um, I can't remember what the the Twitter's handle is, but there was a black woman that Trump, like, retweeted, and people, like, did some digging and were like, hey, this is just... A stock like, photo? Picture, yeah, a stock photo, and her account isn't that old, and all of this other stuff, it's crazy. Yeah, the majority of these accounts were, like, created, created in January. In January. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah yeah what a fun what a fun time we live in i know um speaking more about trump uh president trump said on thursday that he was very thankful that russian president vladimir putin had ordered the expulsion of hundreds of u.s diplomats from the country in response to sanctions because the administration needs to cut the State Department's budget anyway. I, uh, I know. <laughs> A day later, he claims that the statement, he was being sarcastic in it, which I'm like surprised he also didn't say sarcasm doesn't come across Twitter very well, even though he said the statements in person, because like that's a thing he would probably do. Uh. Um, the actual quote is, I want to thank him because we're trying to cut down our payroll. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm very thankful that he let go of a large number of people because now we have a smaller payroll. There's no real reason for them to go back, the president continued. I greatly appreciate the fact that we've been able to cut our payroll of the United States, we're going to save a lot of money. The comment drew a swift rebuke from a former ambassador, Nicholas Burns. Um, a shameful statement by President Trump. He justifies mistreatment of U.S. diplomats by Putin. If he was joking, it shows his true character. And Representative uh, Eliot Engel from... Uh, or Engel, I can't pronounce his name, from New York, Democrat, uh, ranking member of the House of Foreign Affairs Committee, also said in a statement that the president's comment, quote, plums up new depths of disrespect towards the men and women who sacrifice and serve our country, and that Trump should apologize. Um, when I just, like, was looking at this quote, and reading the comment, I can totally see it being a sarcastic statement. Mm -hmm. But when I watched the video of him saying it, it's really hard to tell. Because he doesn't smile while he's saying it, though he pretty much never smiles. And when he does, it's frightening because it's super forced and disturbing. But he also doesn't look like he's taking it seriously while he's saying it. And uh, the way I was reading it, it could be taken as like a defiant child. Yeah, thanks. I needed to cut down on costs anyway. Or mm -hmm. an actual thank you. Thanks, Daddy Putin. I needed to cut down on costs anyway. But in the end, it doesn't matter how he meant it, sarcastic or not. It sends the message to our dis diplomats that Trump doesn't find them important. And that is not okay. Like, it's bad if he meant it, and it's bad if it was supposed to be sarcastic, because what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a short story for you there. <laughs> should we go to the woman of the week? <laughs> I think we should. Um, just a quick thing. We're not going to talk about North Korea this week. It's also a huge story, and we think it deserves more time. So, and there's like, there's just constantly like new shit happening with it. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll uh, definitely talk about it. Yes. 
We're two and a half minutes to midnight, guys. <sighs> spooky. Spooky scary. All yeah. right. Women of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so, talk about something happy-ish. Truth. Um, this week I decided to go with a woman who helped lead a resistance against Nazi forces during World War II. Yay! Our woman of the week is Monica Witchfield. Witchfeld. Um, she was born Monica Massey Beresford on July 12, 1894 in London, England. She was raised in Northern Ireland. Her father was an Irish landowner and sportsman, and her mother was the daughter of a wealthy lord. She received a home-tutored education and spent one year in a Dresden girls' school. In 1916, she married a Danish aristocrat and diplomat named Jorgen D. Wichfeld and moved to his estate in Denmark. The couple had three children— during the 1920s, Jorgen's family hit some hard times financially, and the family had to move in with Monica's mother on the Italian Riviera. When her financial problems worsened, Monica tried to find a way to help. She moved to Paris to develop a custom line of beauty products and a profitable jewelry line that helped fix the family's financial standing. When World War II began, the family was forced to flee Italy in 1941 because of Mussolini um, ordering that all British citizens leave the country. Monica returned to Denmark and immediately began to search out members of the Danish resistance. In the summer of 1942, she rented out a cottage to a couple of members of the Danish Communist Party. Journalist Hilmar Wolf, his wife, and the poet Halfden Rasmussen... Wolf was the editor of two underground newspapers, and Monica helped fund and distribute these papers and also helped fund the underground activities of the Communist Party. Monica made her estate in Angostoff available to a local count, Carl Adam Bobby Moltke, who was deeply connected to the underground of Copenhagen. Through him, she met Fleming Moose. Yeah, Fleming Moose, a man who had <laughs> trained under Churchill's Special Operations Executive, or SOE. She also housed a top secret SOE agent, Jens Jacob Jensen. She and Jensen grew to the um, grew to lead the Lawland resistance, and Inga Stofsta soon became central to the recruitment, training, arming, planning, direction, and organization of the actions of the resistance, like the bombing of the Noxkov shipyard in 1943. It even served as a receiving ground for British paratroopers and weapon drops. Hitler's forces soon took notice and sent in forces to stop it. Monica was instrumental in facilitating the escape of Danish patriots and resistance fighters flee the country. Monica also challenged the members of the resistance who were silent about providing safe passage for Jewish families. She soon took in a Jewish family who was being sought by the Gestapo into her home. In 1942, Jensen was arrested by the Gestapo after some telephone transmissions between him and other resistance members were, was intercepted. He was tortured into revealing 44 names of resistance fighters and 100 Danish families that had worked with them. Monica heard rumors of evidence that the Gestapo had against her, but she refused to leave her home in Angostafta. I have joined the struggle for Denmark. I am willing to pay the price. In 1944, she was finally arrested. She was imprisoned in Copenhagen and was subjected to daily interrogations for four months. The resistance made a rescue plan that involved bribing a Gestapo agent, but it was bumbled when the resistance agent got drunk and actually and accidentally revealed himself. The Gestapo tried to capture more resistance fighters by hatching a plan that included a decoy disguised as Monica. The plan was not successful. In May 1944, Monica stood trial with 10 other resistance defendants. She and three of the fighters were sentenced to death. She was told if she begged for clemency, she could receive life imprisonment, imprisonment instead. When the offer was not made available to the other defendants, she turned it down. There was an uproar because Denmark saw capital punishment against women as barbaric. So she received a life sentence instead. 
She was transferred to a POW camp in Germany and then to Waldheim or Waldheim prison. Waldheim. Waldheim. Um, she died of tuberculosis on February 27th in 1945. The whereabouts of her remains are unknown. Uh, two of her children are actually still alive. Um, one of them actually married Fleming Moose. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sorry. Stuff too. So he was, they were actually married um, during her capture and stuff. So Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, I love women like this. <laughs> I know. She's freaking awesome. If we have any listeners who have only listened to, like, the latest episodes, by the way, our show is named after an awesome woman who fought Nazis as well. So, women who fight Nazis are kind of our thing. Yes. (laughs) Good to hear about her. Absolutely. Well. Anything else? Um... We kind of talked about uh, local news a while back about, like, homelessness in Utah and in other states. Um, They're doing bad things in Utah again this morning on Monday the 14th. They started rounding up homeless people on Rio Grande again, like, a year after they did it before, and it didn't do any good. No. So that's just a quick thing, hopefully we'll have good news about it but i doubt we will same so yeah anyway sorry all of the news is so bad all of the time i know it's not our fault but like ugh. yeah um yeah that's this week don't forget to rate subscribe and review us yes please 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 do all those things that'd be really nice of you yeah And, um, like, if you want to suggest some awesome women artists for our intro song and outro song, I'm willing to take suggestions. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, see you guys next week. That was abrupt. Sorry. (laughs) No, I was laughing. I was laughing at James's comment. Oh, yeah. James has been making, well, we've all been making Flaming Moose uh, jokes. It's a fun <laughs> name, guys. All right. We'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, hello. I'm Flaming Moose. Bad, 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 I was always the good girl, but then I fell in with the wrong crowd. The White Mouse Society is recorded in Salt Lake City, Utah. You can contact us on Twitter and Facebook or email us at whitemousesociety at gmail.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Please rate, subscribe, and share us with your friends. Special thanks to local artist Heather Mahler for our show logo.